What's going on? Welcome to episode number 10 of the Bush's Fitness Radio Podcast. We're hitting double digits on podcast episodes, which is super exciting. I'm super pumped about that. Uh, today, we are doing something a little bit different and something that I hope to do on a more regular basis. Um, I don't really know why it hasn't occurred to me to do some kind of a Q&A uh, in the past. And I know that my very first, if you check them out, my very first two episodes were both Q&A episodes. Um, but this one is a, a, a direct question from, in this case, Instagram. Uh, I get a lot of questions through Instagram DMs and comments and lots of emails emails and even on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And so um, I wanted to just do a word-for-word direct uh, reading of the question that I received, um, in this case about progressive overload at home, and thought that it'd be cool to maybe do this on a more regular basis. So your homework uh, after listening to this episode here um, is to send in any questions that you have and in, in, in whatever way that you have to contact me, um, even in sending a comment or a review or something on this podcast episode here, um, you can uh, just send in any question that you have about anything, uh, you know, fitness, nutrition, faith related, whatever. Um, and I'd be happy to uh, check it out to give you an answer and maybe it'll, I'll turn it into a podcast episode like this one. So, um, okay. Here's what we're talking about today. This question comes uh, straight off of Instagram from Drake. He says, hey man, just wanted to reach out and say I'm a big fan of your content. Thanks, Drake. Um, Especially since the quarantine, you post a lot of valuable stuff. Uh, Since you are an expert on bodyweight exercise, what is your opinion on how to progressively overload bodyweight exercises and programs when time and reps start to become limiting factors? Um, And that was from Drake. So, Drake, first of all, uh, thanks so much for your kind words. Um, I uh, do my best to put out information that is... Uh, like you said, valuable to where it's not just true, but that it's also helpful for the the people who are going to be watching it and practical um, so that you can do something with it too. Um, There's a a lot of really kind of junk information out there, um, which is a whole separate category, but there's also a lot of good stuff that's just not very practical too. And so I I try to do my best to make it practical and helpful. So, um, okay. So in your question here, we're talking about progressive overload at home. And there's a couple of different things that uh, we need to address uh, for your question here. Uh, First of all, for those of you listening who may be thinking, I have no idea what progressive overload even is or uh, why that might be important, uh, we need to figure out uh, some definitions for that as well as uh, what the the proposed problem um, that you've uh, set up here and that's when time and reps start to become limiting factors and again some of you listening may be thinking well why can't you just do more reps on uh, different exercises and you know why might that be a problem so we're going to go over all that Um, I have five I have you can't see it but I got all five of my fingers held out here like a big high five here five different solutions that we're going to be going over as well as a few different cautions when it comes to uh, progressive overload and uh, things like building muscle and strength at home too so um, we're going to knock these out one at a time so let's get right to it uh progressive overload what is it uh there's there's a lot of ways of kind of defining this but the general idea is gradually increasing the demands or you can think about it as a stress on your muscles to encourage adaptation and specifically growth in one way or another. Um, it, when you when you think about progressive overload, this is the big guiding principle behind strength training and resistance training. Uh, the idea is that if you are doing consistently more challenging uh 
activities in in your workout so whether that's a more difficult exercise or more reps or you have some factor about your workouts that are making your exercises more difficult as you go that's going to cause various adaptations or growth within your muscles uh, likewise if you are on the opposite side if you are constantly doing workouts that are way too easy or if you're constantly doing the same workouts over and over and over, and I'm talking same exercises, same order, same sets, same reps, same weights, same rest periods, all those kinds of things. If you keep all those variables the same, those workouts are only going to serve to benefit you up until a point. Uh, as an example, think about when you very first started your fitness journey and whether that's right now maybe you're maybe that's where you're at right now or maybe that was you know 20 30 years ago or maybe it was uh you know at the beginning of college or right after college or whatever it is that your scenario is think about when you very first started if you had done five push-ups a day at, the, at that point there's a there's a chance that that may have serve to benefit you if you had just done five push-ups a day and especially if you were starting at a point where you five push-ups would have been either nearly or absolutely impossible to do at the time um, if you had managed to do five push-ups of some kind every single day um, that would really help you out uh, for a while that could help you out for a couple weeks or maybe even a couple months but at a certain point and again maybe you're at that point now at a certain point doing five push-ups a day is simply not going to be enough and you have lots of different options for making that more challenging. And, and again, the idea with progressive overload here um, is that your muscles will adapt to the demands that you impose on them. And so if those demands are too easy, then your muscles are going to get weaker and, and or smaller. If it is exactly at kind of your maintenance level, uh, if you are able to do 20 push-ups and you did 20 push-ups, uh, your muscles will probably not do much in the way of atrophy or hypertrophy. They, they might not get smaller or bigger at that point. Um, and so uh, when we're talking about uh, this example here of doing you know five push-ups a day, you have lots of ways of making your workout more challenging. Uh, of course, you could add more reps. You could do six push-ups a day until that became easy, and then you could do seven and eight, and you could bump it all the way up until, you know, who knows where. Um, you could add weight to yourself. Uh, you could add some kind of weight to your back. You could change this into a bench press to where it's going to be a little bit easier to incrementally increase your weights that you're using. Um, if you ended up doing multiple sets of push-ups, you could decrease the rest time in between all the way up until the point where you have very little or no rest, and then you end up doing basically one big set. Um, those are all ways of progressively overloading this example of doing five push-ups a day. Um, you could also do five push-ups a day, but multiple times throughout the day. So you could do it in the morning and then in the evening, and then all of a sudden, bam, you have uh, doubled your total work volume uh, on your push-ups. So um, this is a pretty simple example here. Same thing with running. If you could run a mile in 20 minutes, maybe your uh, progression your your progression from there could be to run a mile in 19 minutes, or maybe it's to run 1.1 miles in 20 minutes. So then you can adjust your speed, or you can adjust your distance, or you can adjust your incline. You could do instead of just a flat mile, um, you could do it at an incline on a treadmill or um, up a steep street or something like that. So you get the idea. You have lots of ways of creating progressive overload and eventually that will become easy and so then you increase the challenge and that will become easy and you increase the challenge. Um, this isn't quite linear across the board. Uh, you can picture if you were doing something like squats uh, where you had either a bar across your back or you were holding on to a set of dumbbells. Um, if you increased your 
weights by five pounds every single time that you did squats and whether that was every day or once a week or twice a week uh, you would eventually top off to where you would not be able to increase by five pounds every single time at that point uh, maybe you could increase by two and a half pounds, uh, but uh, eventually that's still just linearly increasing your weight like that is not going, uh, it's not going to be optimal in a lot of ways, but it's also not going to be possible at a certain point to just always be adding more weight. And so that's why we have all these different uh, variables that we can adjust, like time and weight and uh, and number of reps and, you know, things like that, your overall volume. That That's getting beyond this here, but that's the, that's the idea with progressive overload. So, uh, so, Drake's question here is, uh, how can we do this at home? Um, and the problem that uh, Drake might be facing in this is that he says that uh, when time and reps start to become limiting factors, and that begs the question of why can't you just do sets with higher reps? Why can't you just always add more reps? Um, and in that question is the first problem with that, and that's time. Uh, to give you an extreme example, if you eventually could do five push-ups, six push-ups, seven push-ups, 20, 30, 50, whatever in a row, at, a, at some point, it's just going to take more time. Uh, if you ended up getting to a point where you could do 200 push-ups in a row, you know, that's a pretty crazy number, but that would take up a lot of time. Um, same thing with doing something like bodyweight squats. I've seen bodyweight squat programs that have 500 bodyweight squats, and that could just take a ton of time. <laughs> um, like physical time out of your day to where you just don't have time to, to dedicate to that one exercise. So that's the first issue with just always adding more reps to your exercises. Um, your workouts would just get insanely long. And for so many people that cite time as an issue for either uh, not working out at all, or uh, just doing real quick, uh, you know, maybe too easy workouts. Uh, time is uh, certainly something that we want to take into consideration here. The second and more uh, practical aspect of uh, why you can't just always add more reps is that uh, adding more reps is going to cause different adaptations within your muscles. And with Drake's question here, I'm, I'm maybe taking a little bit of liberty here to, to, or to infer what the uh, what his uh, motive is behind this, but I'm going to guess that he is looking at this from a point of view of building muscle and building strength. And progressive overload works with any fitness goal of any kind. That that is the overall goal that you need to uh, keep in mind when you're when you're doing workouts of any kind. Um, but when it comes to building muscle and building strength, at a certain point, it, just doing more reps is not going to build more muscle and it's not going to build more strength. Uh, you are going to enter the territory of building up muscular endurance. And this kind of spectrum of strength to hypertrophy or muscle building to endurance is not quite as clean cut as a lot of people might make you think. Uh, you may have you may be familiar with the, uh, you know, building strength is you use sets of one to five reps and building muscle, you use sets of six to 12 reps. And then endurance is anything beyond 15 or 20 or so. And that, that can be a generally good rule of thumb. And, and there's nothing inherently wrong with following programs that follow that kind of rep scheme like that. Um, but it's not quite so clear cut. If you are doing uh, heavy triples, for example, uh, that doesn't mean that you're not going to build muscle from that. If you are doing sets of 15 or 20, that doesn't mean you can't build muscle from that. Uh, and so it, this spectrum kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. And that's something to keep in mind with all of this. But 
when you get to a certain point, if you just keep doing more reps on your sets or just more sets overall and therefore increasing your rep count uh, incrementally, um, that's eventually just going to teach your muscles to last longer via endurance. And and that's the same way with you know running, for example, our, our running example that we had set up. If you always you know, if one mile became too easy, and if you then went to one and a half miles or two miles or five miles or 10 miles, again, that would take up a ton of extra time. But that's also going to teach your muscles to last longer as opposed to getting stronger and and certainly getting bigger as well. Um, So we need to figure out some solutions that address both of these issues of time and the intended adaptations that you're going for with your workouts. And assuming that we're talking about muscle building and strength building, uh, let's talk about five quick solutions here for you that you can start applying today if you have a workout scheduled this afternoon. Uh, you can start applying them today at home and to make your, your workouts, uh, I don't just want to say more challenging, but we'll say more effective for your goals of hypertrophy and strength building. So number one uh, solution to solving this progressive overload puzzle is using more difficult variations of your exercises, um, and specifically variations that place greater load on the same amount of muscle mass. Uh, For example, uh, if you are trying to build up your shoulders, and you're sitting at home and you don't have any extra equipment of any kind, the first exercise that might come to mind is doing push-ups. And push-ups are great for your shoulders, they're great for your chest and triceps, um, they're really a great exercise all around, but at a certain point, it may just become too easy. You may get to a point where you're able to do 20 or 30 or 50 push-ups in a row, and if you haven't gotten bored by that point, uh, you may have run out of time, and it may just be... Uh, tapering off your your benefits of building muscle and building strength at that point. So if you can think about placing a higher load on or a higher resistance on the same amount of muscle mass or even less muscle mass, um, then you're going to be in good shape. And a way to do that is think about doing handstand push-ups, where instead of using uh, a push-up position is going to not use your full body weight because your feet are on the floor or your knees are on the floor, it'll use a good portion of your body weight. i I've looked that up before, and I don't recall what percentage of your body weight push-ups tend to use, um, but it's, well, well, and just for example's sake here, let's say it was half, um, and it may be a little more or a little less than that, but let's say it used half your body weight. If you weighed 200 pounds, and you were doing push-ups, and that would, in this in this hypothetical, maybe skewed example, that might get you 100 pounds worth of load on your shoulders, triceps, and pecs. Um, but think about if you're doing a handstand push-up, you would literally have all 200 pounds of your body weight uh, resting on those same muscles. And in fact, it would uh, pretty much take it off almost entirely from your pecs and would just be on your shoulders and your triceps. That is one way to uh, use a more difficult variation of an exercise or uh, a a movement that is going to target the same muscle groups in order to provide that progressive overload. Um, one of the uh, most popular ways in my own programming uh, for myself and for my clients um, is to do unilateral exercises. So think about if you're doing a squat for the sake of building up your quads, for building up your glutes. If you're doing squats with body weight or if you had a random 10-pound kettlebell at home or a jug of water or milk or whatever it is that you're using for weight, um, if that eventually became too easy, you could do lunges or you could do box squats uh, box pistol squats or you could do split squats or bulgarian split squats or you could do all sorts of things that use 
uh, either one leg entirely or that favor most of the load over one leg at a time. Um, and if you if you use the same amount of load or even a slightly lower amount of load, that is a great way to provide that progressive overload because you have the same resistance uh, but using less muscle mass. And so that's something that you can look at your own workouts of thinking, okay, are there any exercises that I'm doing that are bilateral where you're using both arms or, or both legs or just both sides the same way at the same time? And if they're getting too easy, think about if there's a way to switch that to being unilateral or at least to favoring one side over another. Uh, so that's solution number one. Solution number two is to change up your workout split and specifically to do that by uh, by adjusting your split by muscle groups. So the, the thought with this is if you're always doing full body workouts, for example, uh, you may be doing one or two lower body exercises uh, per workout, or you may be doing one or two uh, pushing exercises or one or two pulling exercises. And if that's simply not providing enough of a challenge to your your muscles to cause the adaptations that you're looking for, um, then if you uh, split up your workouts a little bit differently, then you may be able to provide a greater resistance even without changing anything else. Uh, so for example, if you're doing full body workouts all the time and that's just not cutting it, if you switch to an upper body, lower body split, that would shift all of your upper body exercises to one day and all of your lower body exercises to another day. And so that's gonna give you more work per muscle group per workout, um, which may provide enough of a stimulus in order to cause that adaptation of muscle growth and strength. Um, so for example, if you were doing a bench press or a push up on one day, and then you would typically be doing an overhead press on another day for the sake of building up your shoulders, if you put both of those in the same workout, and if you even did them uh, somewhat back to back in your workouts, which we'll talk about here in a second, um, that's going to cause much greater fatigue, which is going to make the same weights feel heavier, um, or the same reps feel uh, like they're taking a lot longer. Um, those kinds of things uh, can make big differences across your workouts. So how your workouts are actually set up can make a big difference um, uh, you know, along the way. Um, you could do an upper body, lower body split, like we said. You could also do a push-pull leg split if you wanted to take it one step further. So you would still have an entire day dedicated to your lower body, but instead of doing one upper body day, you could split that up based on the uh, the types of actions that your that your muscles are uh, your your muscles are performing. Um, so, for example, you uh, have. And technically, all of your muscles only pull. They can only pull on your bones. They can't push anything because they're just, they're contracting. They're not expanding. Uh, but you have muscles uh, that might be referred to as pushing muscles. So things that are muscles that are going to help you push away from you, whether that's pushing forward, like in a push-up or bench press, or pushing up, like in an overhead press. And then you have pulling muscles, which uh, you might think of uh, pulling toward you horizontally, like in a row, or pulling downward uh, from above you, like a lat pull-down or a pull-up or something like that. So you could get even more specific with your workout split um, to, to help uh, really kind of um, shift most of or all of uh, the work that you'd be doing in a typical week uh, for a certain muscle group all into one day or you know split up like that so that, that could be a really great way to to really work on this progressive overload side of things uh, the third solution here um, is using bands uh, and and there are a couple of uh, unique potential benefits from using bands over using things like uh, just standard free weights like dumbbells or a barbell with uh, weight plates or things like that, or even machines at the gym, which 
for most of us now. That's not an option. Um, but using bands can be a, a great tool to use, uh, especially at home for your workouts. And there's a couple, like I said, a couple unique um, advantages that you can do. One of them is the fact that uh, bands have variable resistance, and that's not only across each repetition, where if you are uh, pulling a band toward you or pushing it away from you, that it's going to get more difficult towards the end of the repetition as opposed to the beginning when the band is the longest. Or, I'm sorry, when it's the shortest. Um, and as it gets longer, so whether you're stretching it by pulling it toward you or by pushing it away from you, um, that stretch is going to make the band have a greater resistance. Uh, so it has variable resistance across each repetition. And if you want to look more into that, you can also look at the different strength curves of different exercises. Um, but the other thing that you can do with bands is that you can change the actual resistance of the band itself. So you could double up the band and all of a sudden you have twice as much resistance. Or you could you know, step on the band or you could take a wider stance um, depending on the exercise that you're doing. Uh, for example, if you're doing a squat where you're standing on the band with both feet and then you had uh, the band uh, being held up like in a front rack position like with a front squat up by your neck or up by your shoulders. If you let more of the band have some slack uh, in between your feet, then you are changing the resistance of the rest of the band because it's going to be tighter throughout. So you can do that with bands. You can also combine bands together. So if you have three or four different bands, then you can combine them in different combinations to make different combinations of weight ranges. Um, so that's a great way to do it too. Uh, another thing that might be helpful for you here is maybe you have a set of, or two of dumbbells at home, or maybe you have a full set, but the top set that you have is just not heavy enough for some of the exercises that you're doing. You can also combine your dumbbells with bands, uh, and and that's uh, again very dependent on which exercise you're doing. But that can be a great way to make your weights feel heavier, um, especially if your weights feel too easy, and if your bands feel too easy by themselves. You can combine the two, and then you can make for a really really great workout at that point. Uh, number four, this is something that I've personally been doing a lot of since all of the stay-at-home orders and gym shutdowns and all of that. This is a little bit, I'll, I'll preface this here, we're talking about BFR, and if you're not familiar with that, we'll we'll touch on it real quick here. Um, BFR training is not inherently better than uh, regular training for most people under most circumstances. That being said, some of the circumstances that BFR training is really good for um, is actually very applicable to a lot of the scenarios that a lot of us find ourselves in, including myself. So uh, BFR stands for blood flow restriction. And you may have seen, whether you've seen this at the gym or maybe you've seen uh, maybe some bands at the store or ads online, or maybe you've seen uh, somebody online using them. Uh, these tend to be really thick uh, either elastic or uh, some kind of adjustable band that you cinch up uh, typically at your hip crease, so on the, at the top of your quads or um, uh, along your shoulders, right below your shoulders um, and, and at the top of your triceps. And you see them cinched up real, real tight, like uncomfortably tight looking, um, and then doing exercises that use the muscle groups um, that uh, the, the blood flow is being restricted um, to. So without getting too far off topic here with blood flow restriction training and how all of that works and everything, um, because it's not completely um, occluding blood flow uh, from your muscles altogether because that would just simply not work and, and you would not feel good. Um, but that being said, if, if you're familiar with blood flow restriction training, uh, the, one of the main benefits that you could take advantage of during this time, especially for lower body training, which is how I've been using it, um, is that it basically makes 
uh, lower resistance or lower load feel more challenging. Um, and that's uh, because of the, the amount of oxygen that's getting um, uh, delivered to and from uh, your working muscles. Um, so for example, I've been using them for lower body exercises because I have a 60 pound sandbag at home and I have some uh, thick resistance bands. But even com you know with all the different combinations of the bands and the sandbag, it just is not enough for me to create that uh, stimulus for progressive overload to cause the different adaptations that I'm working on. Um, and so with using the BFR bands, I've been able to make those same weights feel much heavier um, and and uh, essentially convincing my brain that the weights are much heavier themselves um, and can use those to, to be able to create uh, uh, the progressive overload that I'm looking for. So that's a little bit of a, uh, a stretch that I wanted to at least share a little bit with you here about BFR. Um, and again, there's no uh, real magic formula or magic potion behind it uh, but there are some specific examples and scenarios that can uh, can really be useful for stuff like this too uh, so that's that's number four on here that's solution number four it's probably going to be the the least applicable out of all five of these here um, and actually number five is probably one of the the most applicable ones here too but um, but I wanted to make sure to mention that because I've been using that and I've been really enjoying that so uh, number five solution number five is using advanced set techniques. And uh, this is something that you could use at any point, even if uh, progressive overload was not a particular challenge for you right now. Um, uh, you could, you can even use this just for the overall enjoyment of your workouts. Um, so one thing that you could do is you could do something like a pre-exhaust set for either any given exercise or any given muscle group or maybe your main compound lift uh, for a muscle group that day. Um, the idea of the pre-exhaust set is doing some ridiculous number of repetitions in a single set uh, at the beginning uh, to, of your workout or of the beginning of your working sets of an exercise um, to pre-exhaust your muscles. Um, and this might be this might look like doing a, a set of 30 or a set of 50 repetitions at a at a, at a non-challenging weight. So for something like squats, um, you might use a light weight or you may even just use body weight um, with something like if you were going to do a put, if you're going to do a, a bench press, you could do a set of 20 or 30 or 50 push-ups before getting into your bench press if you didn't have enough weight to be able to make normal sets challenging. Um, so that's that's one of the thoughts with doing a pre-exhaust set. And again, there are a lot of different implications uh, for all of these different techniques. And uh, if there's a benefit, there's likely a cost. Um, and again, the, the cost with this may be that you might enter the endurance side of things um, if you don't use these correctly. But just to give you some ideas. Um, so using something like a pre-exhaust set, which means that you are uh, and, and I just touched on the, the definition here, but the application is that you do it at the beginning so that your normal working sets uh, with whatever weight you'd be using will feel more difficult um, and cause those adaptations. Uh, one of the other ways that uh, you might be already be doing and not realizing it is uh, you could do supersets, you know, doing two different exercises back to back without rest in between, um, or you could even add a third one in there too. Uh, but doing supersets that use uh, the same muscle groups for each exercise. Uh, a lot of the times people will use supersets for the sake of saving time. Uh, because you're not resting in between them, and so you're saving time uh, for the sake of creating higher intensity because you aren't resting in between. Uh, you're not getting a chance to really catch your breath to let your heart rate come back down, and so you're building up some intensity that way, which can be a good thing. Um, uh, but if you are doing uh, supersets with 
the same muscle group twice in a row, uh, you better believe that that second exercise is going to be challenging for sure. Uh, so one way that you could do this, uh, if you were doing squats at home and let's say you had some bands or you had some dumbbells or a kettlebell or a sandbag or whatever, and it just wasn't cutting it. If you did a set of lunges and then immediately went into your uh, squats after that, whether you're using the same weight or no weight or whatever it was for your lunges, um, those squats are going to be more challenging than if you just hadn't done any lunges uh, beforehand at all. And so in that case, you would do a set of lunges and then right into a set of squats and then you would rest. And then you could repeat that for however many sets that you were doing in that workout. That's going to be a great way to build up that intensity um, and to uh, increase the, the overall demands from your muscle groups on that. Um, the, the last thing that I'll say about solutions on all of this is that you may just have to bite the bullet and invest in some heavier forms of resistance, whether that's getting a set of adjustable dumbbells, whether that's getting a full rack of dumbbells, or if you want to go big or go home, uh, you could get some uh, a, a squat rack or a power cage with a barbell and some weight plates. Um, the easiest place to start with all of this is getting a set of resistance bands, some long loop resistance bands. If you don't have a set of those, um, for less than 50 bucks, you can get a full set. And, and the ones that I use are from Hope Fitness Gear. And so you can go to hopefitnessgear.com. Um, I am affiliated with them. I do have a discount code, and that's just my first name, Justin, um, to get you a discount on those. But if you are uh, struggling with progressive overload and you really want to build muscle and to build strength and you haven't started with getting a set of resistance bands, uh, that would be your first place to start. And that's going to be, uh, again, maybe a, a small investment up front, but definitely one that's worthwhile. All right. Uh, we're going to finish these up with uh, three quick cautions when it comes to achieving and uh, chasing after progressive overload. Uh, the, and these are things that uh, are not going to be uh, new to you. They're going to be familiar, but I want you to listen to them with fresh ears and with fresh eyes. Okay, um, listen to them with your eyes. Well, you get my idea. Uh, the first the first caution is uh, when we're talking about intensity and creating progressive overload, it is not about feeling the burn. And that's in quotes, the, the feeling the burn. That does not mean that you are creating progressive overload. You can have a very challenging workout and work to exhaustion, but that does not mean that you are achieving the results that you're looking for. So it's not about feeling the burn. Um, a lot of people will talk about, well, they'll talk about the burn, they'll talk about uh, dumbbell destruction or, you know, whatever. It's all about this intensity kind of stuff. And ultimately, for building muscle and for building strength, that is not what it comes down to. So don't worry about the burn you're going to be all, all good. On that same thought, uh, it's not about the pump either, uh, if you're familiar with that. Um, that feels good and it makes you look good and all that kind of stuff, but that's not, again, um, a, a great indicator of if you're doing the right things. Uh, number two caution is it's also uh, along the same line of thinking. It's not about being out of breath and it's not about uh, achieving a higher heart rate or a higher average heart rate for your workout or a higher uh, top or peak heart rate for your workout. Um, that is not going to be directly tied to progressive overload. Uh, we're talking about muscular tension is going to be the biggest way to create that. And all those solutions that we talked about are um, in one way or another related to creating that tension. Being out of breath at the end of your workout or in between, in between exercises or during your workout or having a high heart rate is not going to be uh a great indicator of progressive overload. Uh, and the third caution is ignoring either one of the two terms of progressive or overload. Uh, so uh, the 
both of these terms are there for a reason and and they are they are both equally important on the progressive side of things as you are increasing the challenge on your muscles it is not about making these huge leaps and bounds uh, of adding tons of weight all at once or adding lots of reps or doing all new variations that are more difficult things like that take this slow take this one step at a time change one thing at a time so you can see what kinds of changes happen by progressively changing things on the overload side of it and this is where we'll end here on the overload side of things uh, you have to make sure that you are doing enough and that is the overload aspect of this too which is where this question kind of came from um, but it's also a, a little bit of a caution to not do too much and to not do too little either um, a lot of people will do these home workouts that feel very productive but they really aren't uh, doing what they think that uh, or what they're what they're hoping to achieve uh, as far as uh, creating enough stress to, on their muscles to to get stronger or bigger. Um, so we need to make sure that we are doing enough, and at the same time we need to make sure that uh, this is overload and not overboard. And you don't need to go out and all of a sudden uh, just try all sorts of crazy things uh, all at once. Uh, and that kind of goes with the progressive side too. But um, uh, as an example of this here too, um, you can uh, a great way to implement progressive overload is to not only change one thing at a time, um, but to change one exercise at a time or to look at one muscle group at a time or one adaptation at a time. Um, uh, and and that's going to be the, uh, the best way to... To, to figure out if what you're doing is working and to make sure that you're not um, doing everything all at once and, and then you crash at the end of the week, uh, at the end of your first week or at the end of your first workout even. Um, and so that's going to be, uh, yeah, that's not going to be good. So, okay, that is progressive overload. And uh, that is our talk on progressive overload at home. So uh, first of all, I just want to say, Drake, thanks so much for submitting your question on this. Um, and second of all, I wanted to invite each of you listening to this to do the same. If you ever have a question of any kind, uh, like I said, nutrition, fitness, faith, whatever related, um, feel free to send it in however you know how to reach me and uh, and I'll make sure to answer it and it may be even turned into a podcast episode like this. So anyway, that's what I got for you. That's episode number 10 of the Blue Shoes Fitness Radio Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making it this far. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. I'm excited to start recording our next episode. I already know exactly what it's going to be about, and I'm not going to give you any hints uh, whatsoever about it either. So you'll see that coming up here soon. So all right, we'll talk soon.